Welcome, everybody, to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. I'm Pete Wright. That there's Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, Nikki Kinzer. Hello. We're going to be talking about self-talk today, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How positive are you feeling right no, now? I, like I, whoa, <laughs> too much, way too much, what? Way huh? too much pressure. I know. You want me to put a number to how I feel? Yes. What, do you want me to poke me myself in the eye with a rusty railroad spike after? <laughs> well, that's not a high number if you're going to do that. <laughs> that's like a three. We need to get you up to an eight or nine. No, I'm actually, I'm good, but I always get, you know, I get stymied when I'm asked to to, to quantify <laughs> my emotional state. I get Your flustered. Your emotional state I can't in handle front of it. hundreds of people. Right, I can't, I just can't handle that. All right, you don't have to answer. All right. That's good. That's good. That's way too much pressure. It is. Uh, it no, is. you know, I, I think that's an important question, though. And I, I think it's the idea of, uh, and I love what we're, the, the whole idea of this episode, because it's something that I find myself dealing with all the time, which is, um, it, it's not just negative versus positive self-talk and kind of treating myself more positively. Mm-hmm. It's what is the trigger that causes negative self-talk to become a habit. How do you know, or, or how do you get yourself unstuck when right. that negative t- talk becomes a habit? That Yeah, I think that's a better way of probably yeah. phrasing it, because you're definitely right. You, you get stuck in the negativity for sure, right? Right. Um, and I, I think, you know, I see this a lot with my clients, and that's why I brought it up, is because even though, you know, we're not saying ADHD, think think positive. I mean, this isn't specifically to ADHD. I see it in a lot of my clients who have ADHD. And I think it's because it's this, uh, tape, this tape player, this recording that they've had, um, and they've lived with for so long that it it is easy to get stuck. It's easy to kind of go back to old patterns. And so, um, and, and, you know, and I've heard a couple of people when they talk about it, they'll talk about how, you know, feelings of kind of being less than or disappointing other people. It's just like drain of energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's really preventing us from from living in the present moment for, for finding that joy and getting up on that 8 to 9, 10 scale of happiness. Right. Um, so, yeah, how do we get unstuck? I mean, I think that that's a great question and definitely some things we're going to talk about on how to focus on the positive because, you uh, you know, you talk a lot about these muscles that we're training, and, and you just mentioned this um, in either it was the last ap- episode or the, the one before that, um, where we have to actually train to almost go from from negative to positive. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. It, it's something you have to consciously be aware of. <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. Um, well, and one of the things that I think we do have to do is watch is watch our language and, and how do we speak to ourselves? Because it's simple language, like simple words that we use can make a difference on how you are going to perceive a situation, right? So instead of saying that you have to do something, just replacing that word have to get to I get to do something makes a big difference on how you kind of perceive the whole experience. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I do. I, I think I do. And I, you know, that's a funny, it's <laughs> a really funny twist actually. And it's funny only because we're in the sort of sterile environment of this podcast, but I think to myself, like, uh, you know, I, uh, I gotta, I have to go pay the mortgage. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the alternative I get to pay my mortgage 
inspires a lot of new thoughts. Mm, like what? Like, oh my goodness. When I was when I was in college and had no idea what I was going to do with my life, I never in a million years would have thought I would own a house. Mm-hmm. I own a house right. that keeps me safe and warm. I get to pay the mortgage to do it. Versus, oh, I have to pay the bills because I have to own a house. You, you know don't what look I mean? at it that you way, right? Because at, you would I, never look at it that I way. I have to own a house. Why would I you say that? It's, ri- that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's right. Well, and for me, I have had to switch it. I've had to switch my train of thought when it comes to exercise, right? This is a big one for me. Because I, I still will say I have to walk today. I have to walk my dog. <laughs> I have uh, to. Yeah. But I really, you know, I really get to. I mean, that really isn't. That that is a. Um, it, it's an opportunity for me to get exercise. And yeah. I know this sounds silly, but I mean, if you do switch the thinking, I'm capable of getting this exercise. I'm lucky to be healthy and able. And I remember thinking this after, um, last year, after what happened at the Boston marathon. Mm-hmm. And I do remember at that moment or not at that moment, but after that happened and, and feeling like, okay, well, I have to exercise. I have to go and, and, and get, you know, this walk done. And I'm thinking, wow, though, what an honor that I get to do this because look at what has happened to some people who running was their whole life. And that was now suddenly taken away from them. And so, yeah, I think that just kind of switching your thought process around certain things, you know, it can make a big difference. (laughs) It really can. That's, that is an amazing little trick. I think about it. It it really, it, it is. That's, that's fantastic. There you go. I'm so you could, that is, I'm I've done. already learned something. We're, we're, Let's hang it up. <laughs> we're done. Don't no, give okay. me any more because I can only practice one thing at a time. I, well, that's true. And I've got, I'm looking at my list here and I'm like, wow, I do have a lot, I have a lot here. Um, so maybe we'll skip some of them. I don't want to over, overload you, Pete, because <laughs> right. we want you to take action. That's right. Um, have you ever had a gratitude journal? Have you ever thought about it or? You know, uh, this is like, um, well, so what, what is a gratitude? This is like a thing where you where you're you're like taking note of all the things Just, you're thankful for. Yeah, yeah, big, little, doesn't matter. Yeah, not not really, not really. I mean, I've talked about you know how I I write, you know, yes. I do journal. I have a yeah. journal, but I, but it's you know, and sometimes you know something I'm grateful for will sneak in there. Yeah, but it's not intentional. Well, and and you know certainly. A gratitude journal, if you decide to have one, would be intentional because that's exactly what it's for. It's for you to write, uh, uh, you know, have a place where you can document, you know, the different blessings in your life, whether they're big or small. And what this does is it puts it in front of you. It, it recognizes the positive and it, and it actually... Um, it doesn't force you to look at it, but in a way it does because you're just becoming more aware of it. So instead of taking maybe things for granted or not really saying it out loud that you appreciate something, you're actually documenting it and putting it somewhere. Um, now this can be very difficult to do on a consistent basis. So sometimes what I'll tell my clients to do is don't even necessarily have to have a journal where you write it, but just be aware of it. And that's where you're kind of being mindful, Mm -hmm. I think, um, comes in. So if you're going, going on a walk and you, you know, see a flower that you like, that you actually consciously are aware or say out loud either to yourself or whoever you're with, wow, what a, what a pretty flower that is. Isn't that awesome? I mean, what, you know, 
look at that view that we're walking into or whatever. And just being really mindful of your surroundings and of nature in particular um, can really make a difference between that the, the positive energy that you have around you versus the negative energy. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to be negative, you know, about a beautiful flower, right? Truly, I mean, truly. Um, and it was interesting because I did this uh, a few weeks ago. I was on a field trip, uh, and I had I had a group of children. I was in charge of. Can you believe that? They put me in charge of more than one child. They did the background <laughs> check, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, <laughs> but we're walking back from this field trip, and 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 the kids were tired because we'd been doing a lot of work that day and everything, and. When, as we were walking, I would notice things and I would say something to them. And I would say, oh, wow, look at that beautiful um, garden or look at that co- the color of that, that tree or I really like that house. And I kind of just did it periodically um, through the, the walk home back to the school. And it was really interesting to see how the children sort of lit up. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, I really like that too. It's like I subconsciously, I hope maybe help them see, you know, the beauty around them that maybe they didn't notice before. Well, I, I love the way you put that because, and, and especially around the kids, I think we learn so much from kids behavior because it's so wildly transparent, mm-hmm. uh, that they quite literally can't see through fatigue. Right. Right. Now, yes. how often have we experienced that same thing? Yes. In our day-to-day lives as adults, that happens all the time where you just, you, you black out to everything else because you are fatigued, whether you're fatigued about uh, physically fatigued, maybe you just, you've worked a double shift and you're exhausted. Maybe you're emotionally, mentally fatigued, you're creatively fatigued, but whatever the case is, you can't see through it. And it takes more to take that extra step to see what's right around you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I kind of put the gratitude the gratitude and the mindfulness, I think, kind of are together. Yeah, I can see a real use for that. Yeah. Um, I think it's also important that we surround ourselves with positive people. So if you are feeling down, I definitely suggest that you call the person that can get you out of it. So call that that friend of yours that can make you laugh, you know, or watch a movie. I mean, this isn't really surrounding yourself with positive people, but it's surrounding yourself with positive things. Um, you know, watch, watch the right movie. Watch the right Don't movie. Don't watch, watch like the, the Wolf of Wall Street or Dust Boot. <laughs> That's right. Watch the movie. It's going to make you laugh and it's going to make you feel good. And, um, you know, just know what those things are so you can kind of surround yourself with that when when you know that you're feeling down or you're not feeling, you know, so great about yourself. I think right. that extra support can can definitely make a huge difference. Oh, that's really good. Okay. This is where we're going to put some empowerment to people. Oh, I like it. Um, I really feel like you have a choice. You know, I think, um, I took a class, it was a, it was a, like a CrossFit class. And one of the things that, uh, the instructor would say at the very end is he would say, choose to be in a good mood, choose to have a good day. And I, that always stuck with me every single time I would hear him say that choose it's, it's, you know, you're choosing, it's your choice. Um, and I, and I believe that I think that we have a choice, you know, bad things happen to us and we can, we choose basically on how we respond to it, how we look at it. Um, now 
of course, I'm not talking about anything that's like very tragic because then you kind of go into a completely different like steps, right? Right, right. <laughs> but this is just, you know, I'm waking up and I'm kind of grumpy. Well, hey, think about it. Take a step back and and choose to be in a good mood. Choose to be happy. Do the things that you need to do to, to get you there. And uh, if you start to kind of slide a little bit, you know, what can you do to, to get back on track? That's really good. You know, can I, I have, I, I think about that often in a little bit of a different angle. Yeah, please. Which is that when, when you are in your sort of quiet moments, you know, we talked about this, like, oh my gosh, I, I got cut off, you know, on the highway or some, some jerk cut me off. When you have a chance to stop and think, right? If you catch yourself doing that, you have to be able to ask yourself, am I choosing to be frustrated here? Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the that's the counter example. Am I making a choice to be mad? Because generally mad is a choice. Right. Right. Glad is an outcome. Right? It's a natural <laughs> outcome of like positive experience. But mad you're you're choosing to hold a grudge. Right. You're choosing to be frustrated at some way that the world has wronged you mm-hmm. uh, in the past. Generally, I, I find myself I, I try to catch myself. I'm speaking in the royal you. I don't know what you know your situation is, but but mine is when I get mad, I generally find I'm making a choice mm-hmm. to be mad, to hold a grudge, to think about all the things I would have said had I been in my right space right at that moment to really get a dig in there that's a choice mm-hmm. and and um i i love i love framing it that way i love framing you know am i choosing to be happy today mm-hmm. so well and it's interesting what you're saying too because i think there's you're building awareness of my first instinct or my first um you know, response is going to is going to be anger which happens right it's hard to to stop that from happening that impulsive you know Oh, this makes me so mad. But then you're stopping and then you're pausing like, okay, what is this? Am I going to choose to continue feeling this way? Right. Um, you may not be able to stop the initial reaction, but you do, you know, if you, if you, if you can develop that muscle of pausing and like you said, asking yourself, what is this and where do I want to go with it? Um, then the power is all yours for sure. So, uh, folks, you know what you should do? You should head over to TakeControlOrganizing.com. You should subscribe to this very show for free. This is uh, uh, Wisdom from Nikki Kinzer every week, straight to your uh, mind grapes. And your wisdom, too, Pete, right? Oh, I'm a foil for your wisdom. No. Oh. And uh, you, uh, you know what else you can do? You can uh, leave us a comment. That would be really great. And some of you are so awesome about leaving great comments, but it is, it, it is super helpful for folks, particularly in iTunes. Uh, iTunes does a great job uh, of raising the level of awareness of shows that have uh, that get a lot of good comments. And so the more comments you make, the greater the awareness of the show becomes. And, and so we, we count on you uh, to help others discover this very show. So thank you very much in advance for your participation there. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm-hmm.